All right, welcome back to Last Week Chopped Up. I'm here, as always, with my boy Jeremy. We grew up together in Houston, and now we live on opposite sides of the planet. I'm here in Amsterdam. Jeremy's out there. Now in L.A., used to be in San Francisco. Yes, sir. And what we do on this podcast, we talk about tech news. We talk about politics, current events, mix in some sports, our perspective, um, working in the tech industry, and, and our perspective as lifelong friends kind of going through this life, and that's what we do. And our segments are usually we talk about the screw-up of the week. We talk about European news and our tech news of the week and we just have the general chop it up section so you know you normally lead in jeremy a little general chop it up yeah. um ncaa tournament recap yes, we know sir. what happened baylor kind of walked on everybody they played mm-hmm. uh, what what do you got to say man i didn't expect that yeah it was kind of disheartening um i mean we did get the excellent gonzaga ucla game yeah. so that's a that one was an all-timer just back and forth shot after shot it's like oh my god is ucla really gonna do this so we kind of got i think our our big game there because yeah baylor just like what's up houston crushed you what's up gonzaga yep. crushed you uh man i tuned in i think three minutes late to the game uh and baylor's already up 9-0 and gonzaga was looking shook and jalen so he's got a second foul i was like oh is this is this over? Did I, did I it's one game. You know yeah. It's yeah. one game, and it can go fast. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things. Um, I think Baylor's a little bit of an older team, but mm. people like Timmy, who are you know doing work, you know they did work against my boys SC. It's like, oh, you're not athletic enough to keep up with no. these people. You, no. they are just over and over again saying, "I'm going to switch, 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 draw you out." And go right at you. And you're like, oh, yeah. So this is why you're going to be like a late second round draft pick. Because if you think this is bad in college, it's like every NBA team is going to be like, all right, well, let's get this switch. And now you are guarding LeBron James. Have fun with that. Yeah, exactly. Now, I, I watched the Houston game because being a Houston fan and, and elected Baylor, and that's matchup problems all over the court. And you see it in college basketball sometimes when you just have a little bit of that elevation of the skill level and be able to run an offense that just has that ball motion, finds the matchups, exploits them like you do in the NBA, and you get found out, and you, you, you watch NBA basketball all the time. Guy comes on, three times down the court, gets taken down. Three minutes later, guy goes off, right? Like, that can happen. <laughs> and that's someone that's that's – a professional basketball player, right? These are kids. It's a it's a forty minute game. There's only one game. The first ten minutes don't go well. It's kind of hard to come back. I I didn't see it coming, but you did get the matchup everybody wanted. Obviously, Baylor clearing away national national title holders. Um, I don't know. On the women's side, it was a one point game. Stanford took it out. It was a, it was a, a really great game, and it was cool to see two uh, black coaches in the final four on the women's side. So a lot more progress on diversity on the women's side than the men's side. Yeah, and this this probably surprised you. Hang on with some buddies. They're big uh, big sports gamblers, and uh, they have money on that game. I literally watched every second of the women's <laughs> championship game. Mind you, I turned off the guys' game at halftime. I was like, I know yeah, it's down yeah. to nine. I don't. I yeah. think Baylor's going to kill them. I, I put on <laughs> episodes of The Good Wife. I was like, I'd rather rewatch yeah. that. I'm not yeah. watching this, but <laughs> that's, that's adult here. talk right there. Right. <laughs> but I've been here like, let's go. I think her name was Ari on uh, on Arizona. I was like, let's go, Ari. Let's get it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely a, a better game, even though it was crazy. Like, I think Stanford had like 25 turnovers or something. Like, it wasn't well played necessarily, but it was no. competitive. Yeah. And, it's, and, and in the end, yeah, when the final shot can go in or not, I, I find the women's game pretty compelling. And 
And, you know, it came up with uh, UNC with Roy Williams retiring, and it came up as coaching candidates. And someone brought up, you know, Don Staley, who's the coach at South Carolina and and is really thought to be a rising star, obviously, in just the coaching ranks overall, not the women's coaching ranks. And no no one's made that head coaching jump. And and it was suggested that Carolina should take that chance. Obviously, they didn't go that direction. Mm. You think it's going to happen soon? How how do you think about that when you see someone? Because the the game is not so different now with the new rules coming in. With the we talked about the five hundred thousand dollar D League G League player. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about a game that's going to resemble more. I would say the four year develop the players kind of mold that the women that the women's coaches have, have been specializing in. How do you see it? I, I think, man, that jump's still going to be hard. Like, yeah, when it's like, hey, um, how many black men have we hired? <laughs> then like take the next step of like, all right, let me let me hire a black woman. You're like, ooh, that's a lot of. That's a lot of moving forward. Not saying yeah. we won't get there eventually, but uh, I, I think if she was a little more proven, like maybe she'd won, I think she's won one championship. Like, oh, she's won yeah. a few championships. Obviously, they're like usually contenders now. Um, yeah. But I think you probably just need a bit more resume to where, you team know, whoever, USA, Coach whoever team comes USA, in. Because yeah, like, you got to yeah. think these are 18 year old boys coming in. They kind of got to yeah. know, like, one, which they should know now. She don't play. So that one's already checked yeah. off. Yeah. She don't play with your yeah. ass. But yeah. being like, all right, well, she's won like four ladies championships or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. she's just a legend. Yeah. yeah. So I think if it was, you know, not saying she needs to be in the game as long as Gino or Yema, but right. it was like, okay, right, right. here's like black lady Gino. Like, okay. Right. Like, uh, I better get in line. <laughs> okay. But feel me on this one. If you're her and she's won four titles, Team USA gold medal, imagine all this stuff happens. Do you go to a mid-major men's program? Because, I, you know, I don't think, well, maybe the Blue Bloods, UNC, would, would, would take that sort of risk. But you might imagine it's more at a, at a, at a, at a, at a power, not a non-Power 5 or a Power 5 team that's not up there. Yeah. You know, do you make that jump or do you live the good life just kind of dominating your area, getting paid a lot of money? I mean, it's not going to be a big salary change, I don't think, you know. And, I and mean, it, will it? I don't, if it's a mid-major program, it depends. Okay, I'll give you a concrete example. Wichita State, their coach just got fired because he's a crazy person, whatever like that. Wichita State, top 25 team, some of the time. You know, you got to go live in Wichita. You yeah. know, um, uh, is that a job? That's that's a you could take Wichita State to the Final Four. It it, it it can happen, but is that a job you take? You know, it's kind of one of those things. Are you sort of almost overqualified for the? For the, to being the first one, you're almost. It's like Jackie Robinson was an instant all star. You mm-hmm. know, it's almost like the, the whoever breaks the barrier is almost overqualified potentially. But potentially, you know. And so I, I don't know. It sort of seems like someone's got to take the chance. If I'm a mid major, I'd hire Don Staley. I'd hire. I'd hire someone with the resume you're talking about with that basketball pedigree resume. I would. I would hire that. Yeah, I mean, I think. Uh you know, the mid-majors are okay. Like, even, what, Shaka Smart, didn't he, is he going back to Marquette? Is that where he's going now? Yeah. Like, yeah. would you count the, Are they Big East or mid-major? I don't know what they are now. I, can't keep like, I think they're yeah. mid Let's say they're in that second tier. They're not in the, yeah. the power so, five. They're in that second tier of, like, they can compete, like a DePaul or, or so <clears> on and so forth. They can compete. They're in that. The yeah. Villanova's not in the quote-unquote power five conference. You know? right. so, so I would, I would yeah. take that. Or, like, Penny Hardaway taking over Memphis. Memphis, uh, yeah. trying to get, So yeah. any any positions like that yeah. where if yeah. you can yeah. recruit, it's like, hey, you're going to get yeah. – you should get some athletes here. You're like, you're not yeah. getting the one-and-dones unless you're, you yeah. know, like Penny who's – Hey, yeah. you AAU'd it and you coached high well, school. Well, that didn't so work out so great. I, I mean, you know, <laughs> hey, Wiseman's Wiseman. Uh, but yeah. I think something like that, you know. Yeah. Um, but as far as timing, man, I don't know, Who bro. Knows? <laughs> yeah. Who knows? I think the thing about it is that in terms of the talent available, it's it, there just could be someone that could absolutely crush it. And if you're the 100th best men's college basketball program in the country – 
in some sense, like I'd roll the damn dice. I'd say, yeah, let's let's bring in the most talented candidate. If the most talented candidate's resume is from the women's game, whatever it is, let's let's bring him or her in. Let's do it. You know, I, I don't know it, but it's 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 a bit of a risk taking mentality, right? I mean, I think you can market the crap out of that too, though. When you're DePaul, and you're like, okay, oh. we have oh. the first woman's head coach in college basketball come through support. Like, yeah. so those first two or three years, you're just getting the love. Uh, hey, you got her, and then usually only get like two or three years until like yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're not yeah. winning, right? Yeah. Like you still yeah, have yeah. a small window. Yeah, no, like, we're rebuilding. You gotta, like yeah, you, yeah, exactly. You gotta, I mean, anyone you gotta, that gets hired, you're you're not taking over a great situation almost surely. Like the Roy Williams thing is is more of an exception than the rule, right? Where you have a good recruiting class and so forth, right? You're, yeah, I, I agree. It would be I, to me. I'm with you. You get all that. <laughs> if I'm running, a, if I'm a chancellor and I'm looking at my program, if I'm outside of that top 20 schools that just haven't really figured out, I'd say, look, convince me not to shake it up and just shake things up and be the one that shakes it up. And I just want to be known as the one that shook it up and gave someone a chance. Like, I, I don't know. That's, that's how great things happen. So I hope it happens. I was like super long shot hoping it would happen for Carolina, but you know, I think that that's, that it's, it's probably not going to happen at that, you know, Carolinas <laughs> of the world. I don't think that that would be wild if it had, right. it would have been. Well, well can you imagine right if you're away. Hubert Davis, you're like, I've been on the bench as the number <laughs> two for nine years. What I else I got to do, man? <laughs> anyone else gets it. No, it would have been the hardest. No, that, I mean, yes, I think they went the direction everybody thought they would. And, and, but no, interesting, interesting conversation. And I, and I do hope it happens. And, and, and it, it was great to see for, from my perspective that the women's game is ahead in many dimensions and it, it, it's a good product. I think, uh, you know, the, the basketball rights, the, the, so the television rights for the women's, uh, tournament, the mm-hmm. value, I saw, I read the valuations going up and up that there's a lot of investing around the women, women's sports and in, 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 in on the whole. And I think what we've seen with like Netflix, with the formula one show, not sure if you watch it, there's different ways you know to market watch sports. That. Let's be real. I mean, I know you, we should talk about that because I'm like, <laughs> like super into this stuff now. Like my wife is making fun of me, um, about like in a nice way, but like I'm super into it, but there's more ways to market a product and it doesn't in the personalities and there's close games. I feel like there's just more opportunities to market the, the women's game than ever before. So I think there's a huge growth opportunity. I'm a big, I'm big, big investor. I'd be a big investor in women's sports in general right now from what I've seen. Women's college basketball is one of the biggest women's sports out there, but would be cool to see. But yeah, I agree with you. It's just, it's a waiting game, but when it will happen, I hope it happens sooner, sooner rather than later. But I agree with you. It's probably going to happen more into that DePaul-style school, not the Carolina-style school. Yeah. And I'll, I'll put my bet in. Uh, Becky Hammond's going to be the first one. And she okay. can say, if I could coach Tim Duncan, I can coach yeah. you. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's hard but, to refute but, that. But you think, she, you think she'll, I mean, she's in the program. Do you think she'll be? Um, I think you, go, you think go to college. I think I, I think that yeah. immediate like I think she's got the respect in uh, yeah, San Antonio, I but I just don't know if you're like all right, we're going from Pop to Becky. It's gonna happen someday. I I could be yeah. wrong, but I think it's yeah. a more likely jump for her to say all right. Now I'm running whatever DePaul or some low uh, power five school or something. Yeah, that, that's the one though. Which that's I don't know. That's a that's a tougher sell to me to go from being sort of Pop's number two to. to I don't know. I, I agree with you. Like a school like Memphis, a place like DePaul you can recruit up. I could see it happening. That would, again, be a massive deal. I mean, it would just be the 
biggest thing to happen, I think, in in the in the men's college game that year. Like that's a that's a massive a barrier to break down, you know. And so, uh, I with you, Becky Hammond, obviously incredibly well respected. And and how hard would it be to her to rise to the ranks? How good must she be at coaching to rise to the ranks as she has? Given she's the first, I mean, I mean she's got to be. She's a yeah. good player, good coach. You yeah. know, it's one of those like, yeah, yeah. she's uh, she's good at this. Like she yeah, played basketball all her life, does. just like you know everybody else. Man, I'm sort of like. The people that love basketball, especially the ones that really, really love it. And you can just tell all they think about is basketball. I think she's one of those people. I'm sort of jealous of that because, like, I think we both like our jobs. But, like, I'm not thinking about, like, it at night in this way of, like, this is what I was put on this earth to do. You know, it's what I do my free time, too. You know, like, I don't know about you. I don't. It's not quite that. But some of these people, I think she's one of those people. It's like, no, this is what you do. This is this is who you are. You know, like. Yeah, right. Like, I I, I wish I could be someone. My, my job is my life passion. The same, you yeah. know, like, they're one and the same. I, I guess that, that that has its pros and cons because they're just like, hey, uh, I'm kind of losing my mind at my job, but it's also all I love in life. Uh, what what do I do else? Like, yeah. what, you know, so I guess you just got to start building a lot of hobbies so that, yeah. uh, you know, you don't burn out on both your passion and your job because nah, that, that could put you in a weird place. I feel you. I've worked with a couple people like that in my life that it is their jam. And it's hard because like what for me is like a dispassionate business meeting is like for them, like this is the hopes and dreams. And you're like, okay, you know, we, it, mm, it's not, that's, that's going to make it difficult. You know what I mean? But <laughs> <laughs> when you have that, that real talk, them like, so the numbers aren't looking good and we might yeah. have to stop funding this soon. Yeah. Like yeah. very soon. You need to get yourself yeah. prepared for this. <laughs> yeah. No. And then that's like, what are you doing in my dreams? And like, what, this is your, anyway, strokes, uh, you know, different strokes, different folks kind of thing. But yeah, no, I, I think it's, but that F1 show, I mean, it came up. Pretty dope show, right? Am I wrong? Is that not just like so? Comp- you know, yeah. I, I'm I'm a typical American. I I don't know yeah. no. anything about F1 other than Lewis Hamilton wins yeah, that thing awesome. all the time. Yeah. And I was listening to some other podcasts, and some dude was like, "Yeah, I started getting F1, and it's like a big deal over there. If you start in the twelfth position to end in like fifth, they're like that is the driver yeah. of the race." I'm like, yeah. "Yeah, that's that is not an American sentiment. Like, I, it, it's full what Ricky Bobby, your first or your last over here." <laughs> it is. I'll. I'll I was having the exact same reflection of all this sort of midfield battles, which is like, yeah, 12th to 5th. But then I think to myself, like, okay, we grew up in Houston, like the Texans have been terrible forever. And if they're like nine and six, we're stoked or nine and seven. It's sort of the same thing. Like we know every year, every year you wake up as a Texans fan, if you are a Texans fan, you know, it's not going down. Super Bowl is not going down. And you're just hoping for like not four and 12. So is it, is it similar in that? I agree with like motorsports. It's all about winning like a NASCAR. No one talks about six places, not near as much, but I don't know. Is that, is that the analog? I was trying to try to figure out myself. Like how can you get so stoked about being like, P12, P12, P7, P7. Yeah, great job. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But like, you six other dudes beat you, you know? Yeah, like, I think uh, in football, an example, there's just one the hope factor. Like, oh, there's yeah. a chance, right? And also yeah. the top turns over a fair amount. Yeah, like, does, other than the consistency yeah. of Tom Brady and maybe now, uh, oh, why can I think the, uh, the quarterback on Mahomes? Yeah. So yeah. maybe he's now going to be another more consistent piece. You're like, but. The Bucks didn't go to the playoffs no. the year before they won, no. right? So no. it's not atypical to go from we went we weren't in the playoffs to we we're in the Super Bowl, right? And I think that amount of dramatic turnover is what brings you back. Now our own personal 
struggle and hate of the Texans. <laughs> That's its own separate, you know, <laughs> uh, thing that we got going. Because it's like, hey, we have a, a 13 and three year. We're rolling. Team looks good. Oh my God, we're playing the Pats in the playoffs. Oh God. Yeah, no, that's but not gonna even, go well. even two years ago, we're up, what, 20 points or whatever it was. On the Chiefs? Yeah, on the Chiefs. Punt time. Yeah. And then, boom, now, we're like, then, oh, we'll, we'll always find a way to uh, make, now, our, <laughs> make our fans now, hate themselves. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm with you. I, I, I find it interesting to watch that show with how the teams are run. And you have, like, the Mercedes team where this guy Toto is like, we don't blame the people. We blame the problem. We solve the problem. We succeed. And Lewis Hamilton's like, I'm just a fast racer and I'm awesome dude and I'm great to everybody. And then you have other teams are like, man, F my teammate, F the team manager. Like it's a complete mess, which I just love working at a company. I'm like, look at, this is how you run. Just watch. This is how it's supposed to work. Like it's just this, it's more of like a workplace comedy for me than the F1 part of it. The F1 part is like a sideshow, you know? So you're watching F1 The Office or something. Yeah, it's F1 The Office. It's like they put these and they're like, you know, they put these combustible personalities in the same mix, and they're like all these. And then, the, and you see the Mercedes team, and they're just like, "Yeah, no, we we're just all business, and we're gonna wreck on these fools." Like, I I, I don't know. It, it feels to me like they've done a good job of layering in like twenty percent car racing and eighty percent like everything else, like anthropological viewpoint, you know, workplace comedy, everything. And I just like, I don't, you don't have to like auto racing to like that show. Um, now that being said, I've gotten into it. And one of the things about this parody is in 2022, they're having a salary cap effectively on how much you can spend on the car. And it's expected to greatly equalize the field. So I was going to ask you on that. Cause I was listening yeah. to a podcast and the dude is like, I'm starting an F1. He's like, yeah, Mercedes wins everything. They have the best car. They spend the most money. Everyone knows yeah. Mercedes is going to win. I was like, Oh, yeah. what's the, it's fun in that. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. It's not fun. And then and they've now realized that, like, you could, you know, you could put really anyone on the 20 person field in the second car of Mercedes. and They're going to get top five. The car is just that much better. And the difference in the drivers is not that great. Um, but next year, they're going to have a, a new car that has different um, aerodynamic properties. And in particular, it it will uh, allow the cars to in groups. um be able to uh, compete with each other better. They will, it, will, it will lessen the properties of drafting and stuff like this. And secondly, it will have this salary cap of, of how much you can spend on the car. And it will greatly equalize it. So Mercedes is going to have to like lay off people and really cut down on their team. And almost all the teams will spend a similar amount on the car. The driver's salary can be whatever it is. So you can still, Lewis Hamilton costs 40 million pounds a year. You're still going to have to pay Lewis. But it will be interesting. I think it could be like a total... Um, mess and in fact some of the manufacturers are talking about maybe getting out of the business because mercedes doesn't want to be in there if they're not number one i think like that brand doesn't want to finish eighth to like renault and like some mclaren and williams and all these teams like that that's not what they're in it for they're in it to win right so I, it'll, it'll be interesting do you imagine applying that same logic to other sports is like uh horse racing like oh you can only put 50k in inside that horse, Into the horse. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like so do whatever you can but 50k that's it <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, it, it, it's completely. I, it, 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 I think it's reflecting that people look in Europe at these North American sports and the salary caps, and the same thing with English soccer or Spanish soccer. You just know blind 
who are the top three teams? You don't have to follow. You can say, oh, Liverpool, Manchester City, whatever, you know, whatever. You mm. just know those teams because they're spending so much more. And like you said, in American sports, there's always the hope. And is it based in so much reality? No. But to your point, it's hard to repeat as champions. It's hard to finish in the top X every year. I would say it, it really adds a lot of fan value. And F1, I think, is looking at that. And they're looking at how to grow the sport. And it's about competitive balance, ultimately. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the point you made on soccer, kind of, I think, I guess the best corollary here is baseball, right? MLB doesn't yeah. have a cap in that no. way, and you're just like, oh, you look at the Yankees, Padres, LA budget, and you're like, oh, it's crazy. And then the Marlins, I, I don't know, one guy on one of these teams probably makes more than all of the Marlins salaries put together, and that's um, where things get weird. <laughs> it, it, it is and without the relegation aspect then there's like no competition at the bottom and with the revenue sharing you can just like actually have that incentive to be bad whereas at least in european soccer if you get relegated out your your tv revenue goes down so precipitously that you really don't want to be in the top bottom two or bottom three so you can't just be terrible but i agree with you there are some baseball teams that have been fielded in the last 10 years that you're like that's a triple a team yeah like not uh, even trying to hate on someone that's a triple a team with like two major leaguers <laughs> oh, Astros in the rebuilding years was yeah. a triple-A team. Like, it was Jose Altuve and a triple-A team. All right. You know? uh, talk about soccer real quick of, of what I watched. Have you seen Ted Lasso? I have not. I, I'm not on Apple TV, but I really want to. I hear it's super heartwarming and great. It, yeah, so I crushed that one in maybe three or four days. I was like, okay, yeah, it's it's good. I'm like, yeah, they deal with soccer team. Will they get rele- relegated or not? But surprisingly good show and surprisingly more f-bombs and cursing i was like oh i did not know apple tv was so filthy over here yeah so i'm like all right this is a real soccer team we dropping some bombs i'm gonna have to check it out Uh, i like i like i like the concept i like jason sudeikis i'm I'm gonna have to check it out uh look at the show notes jeremy i see you have something written here from jeremy had a chick-fil-a yeah. It's still the bomb. That's mm-hmm. a talking point. <laughs> Walk me through this talking it, point. You know, just just a note I you know, have to remind you, I don't know how much you have thoughts we'll about Chick-fil-A in your European we'll life. But, you know, we'll having you. one of those uh, weekend nights, I was like, you know what? Chick-fil-A, sure. Let's get one of these it's sandwiches. Good. And, yeah, still freaking great. I remember back in uh, high school when we had the, the Chick-fil-A day. You can buy your little Chick-fil-A sandwich oh, yeah. at look, cat lunch for, like, four bucks. Uh, so still still the bomb. And I don't know if you've been away. Like, the chicken sandwich wars have been going on here for, like, a year plus. I, uninformed entirely on this, but oh, jealous yeah. because we yeah. do not have any equivalent out here of this stuff. Yeah, man. Popeyes put out this chicken sandwich. I want to say year, maybe two years ago. I don't know what time it is anymore. But it was like, oh my god, this like spicy Popeyes chicken sandwich, just the bomb. So then Wendy's has to make their McDonald's makes their own. Chick Fil A says nothing and just keeps slanging their regular things. But it's a full on battle out here, and I'm. <laughs> All the way down for it. Give me all the chicken sandwiches. I'll try them all, man. I remember when I was living in San Diego at my grad school program, my cousin, Runjan, I think you know, he loved uh, KFC. You know KFC just every month they have new chicken pot pie, new something like that. We lived across the street from a KFC, and we'd see a commercial. And this is when I knew marketing works. We'd see a commercial, new KFC homemade chicken pot pie. And he's like, we got to have it. I'm like, okay, let's walk across the street and get it. We walk across the street and get it. Every single time he'd be like, it tastes a lot like the other stuff. I'm like, yeah, they have like three ingredients back there. You know, it's really not going to be that different. But he was, it was 
I, he most Americanized consumer ever, but but yeah, I miss this kind of wars out. I, 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 we don't not have that out here, man. We I miss it. Right? Yeah, I don't know if y'all have uh, you know fromage wars out there. <laughs> so no. I don't, don't know what the uh, is, but yeah, it's man. Just not a, Chick-fil-A. It's just it, you, you. There's KFCs. There's a couple in Amsterdam. We ordered my wife and I ordered Papa John's pizza like ten days ago on a flyer. Had not had Papa John's or any American style pizza in a while. Not gonna lie, we got sick as shit. We <laughs> genuinely got sick, and I'm not saying it's because of Papa John's. We just hadn't eaten anything that like. It's just so different than like a like a European style pizza. It's just we were just like, and it was so good though. It was we were we ate. I was just like, it was so good. But no, I miss chicken sandwich wars. It's just it's not it's not a thing in Europe. It just doesn't happen. So but I'm missing the chicken sandwich wars. Noted. Chick fil A still the bomb. It's literally yeah. what it says. Chick fil A yeah. still the bomb. Uh, but uh, and, but you know, and then and then and then the next thing you have written here mm-hmm. and. and you know, this is what you have written. Harden says he's an MVP. Are we from Houston having a Brokeback Mountain movie moment? I can't quit you. That's what you've written down, <laughs> which I believe is that Jake. I can't quit you. Like we just can't quit uh, James Harden. So are you? Are we now James Harden fans again? Because I'm almost ready to be a James Harden fan again. I've gone through the arc of hate to like I'm just a fan of his now. Like. Like six weeks later, like are, are you? Where are you on that? I can't quit him arc. Yeah, you know, it's just hard to give up eight years or whatever nah, uh, nah. that you that you've been with. Uh, you've been with somebody like that. It's like, yeah, man, you made me uh, you made me upset for a bit. Uh, I'm down, but then you kind of see 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 that person again. You're like, shit, I might still have some feelings here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so now it's like, damn, you're like, man, maybe Harden should be the MVP. KD has been out. I mean, his numbers are looking pretty good. He put up triple doubles. Kyrie's out. I don't know, James. Maybe maybe you got me maybe back, baby. Was, maybe we need to give. Maybe we need to run this back. Chance. Let's do it. You know, we we have some right, issues. Man. We we trying to work through them. So we well, officially there. I don't know uh, if my pullback of the the broke back if that was um, let's say assisted or not. <laughs> I, I, I mean. I, you know, I love the reference. I haven't watched that movie. Remember, I remember that one line. I just can't quit you. And I feel you, man. If he's he's kind, of just an awesome player. Like it's we liked him for so long. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Looking at the Rockets now, he was kind of right. Uh, I don't know. I can't yeah, they're hate not him. good. I don't know. They're but, not good. Yeah, it's a love you. I more shouldn't listen to you as much but yeah no. hey you know i'm I still gonna enjoy your prime man we only got probably yeah. another couple years of this so uh, let's soak it in all right so we're back to being so update for the listeners about four and a half to six weeks later we're just full arc we're back on we cannot quit you james harden we're back to being fans funnily enough i was talking to niffin who we talk about sometimes and he he tells me hey uh nets are plus 300 to win the championship i got i i i made some made some moves there i put some bets down and and my wife and i text him I, well, I th- we thought you hated him and he, he just replies back one sentence that value though i'm like okay <laughs> fine so like for him he can he just he's a value seeking individual right and so he's just out there well okay plus 300 i don't know plus 300 i don't know this uh, to me first the field i don't know but okay go, go for mean, it you know i think i think he's right there's value there i, I also appreciate pretty- his ability to detach his personal feelings and hate with uh making a dollar 
Right, right. He's like, the world of gambling shall not stand in the way. You know, do not let personal animus stand in the way of your gambling, which is smart. If you are gambling, it is definitely bad to gamble with your heart. So that is is smart. Uh, Fully agree. Well, Jake, what's our tech news of the week, man? I know we had some good topics lined up there. Yeah, there are a few different things here. Um, Man, I am having a baby brain fart. So I think, okay, here there's a few I've written down, but... I'm going to kind of throw the one that I just read about yesterday. Yeah. We, you know, if we don't like this, we can go on to another one. But uh, yeah. so, you know how streaming's a thing now and you're talking to folks and you don't know what yeah. kind of hot, hot garbage may or may not come over because, you know, the world can still be kind of terrible. Yeah. The kind of joke or thing that's going around now is Intel's put out some bleep software, I believe they call it. So okay. while you are uh, hearing, you know, someone on whatever stream you're doing, uh, it will try to filter out words that are said um, based on your settings. And when I say settings, it, it's full on settings. Just to give you an example here, you know, we have just N words. So that's just a, you know, that's a toggle. That's binary, on or off. Uh, just toggle. Do just you toggle. Yeah. Like okay, you know, let N word through here. Like we good. Um, but then you get stuff like racism and xenophobia. How much do we filter? None, some, most, or all. What does that mean? What is filter out most xenophobia? How do you feel? Uh, now, now I kind of want to use it to know what the what's the bar on this? How much xenophobia does most uh, actually filter from me here? And sorry, who's the user of the N word one? Is it that like individual that claimed diabetes? So it's like I want a live stream, but I know that my friends and I use this word that I shouldn't use, and it's gonna bleep it out. Is that it, or is it like it, is that the use case here, or is it more so, like well, yeah. Yeah, so this is actually the reverse. This is what you want to consume. This is what I am opening myself to hear. Do I want to hear in words? Do ah, I want so you to, get to let choose for some swearing come through? Okay, or some xenophobia come through. Yeah, and I also uh, one I see now in their image: white nationalism. Uh, again, I wonder what filtering most white nationalism lets through. <laughs> Like, could so, you imagine being working on the product? We're like, hey, homeboy, uh, yo, John, yeah. What's the actual <laughs> level of white nationalism we're gonna we're gonna put with most? Point point seven right. white nationalism? Yeah, point seven. That's what yeah. that means now. <laughs> Run with yeah, it. yeah. That is, we're we're sort of like we, you know, we we're in this generation. I, I remember, you know, you hear a lot from economists where you say. Hey, that generation that was born in, say, 1890, born steam trains, no cars, et cetera, et cetera, dies, man on moon, cars everywhere, jumbo jets, et cetera. And that was the, the time span where things changed the most from, an, from a – and I don't think anyone really disagrees with that. We were born tape recorders, VHS, TV with bunny ears antenna, mm-hmm. and now we're talking about live processing audio – to fundamentally change what how I can consume anything ambiently based on this, and and this is just the the start, right? We're talking mm. when talking about deep fakes and the ability to reproduce. Are we nearing the point where you just can't trust your eyes and ears because of the because of how much processing can apply to it, and you really have to have like pure raw authenticated something, whatever that means? Or is this something that? like 3D printing or whatever that we're going to hear about and, and ultimately just like a lot of the other innovations in our lifetime haven't been that, you know, man on the moon, car, jumbo jet type deal. What do you think? You know, 
definitely that stuff's getting weird i've seen some of those deep fakes are just getting better and better and now they're like ai taking old photos and animating them and making them smile and it's just like uh this kind of looks like a movie from this you know image from 1840 that you've touched up that's insane um so yeah it's it's funny on kind of the off you know, getting the true source, I feel like we might have to start having audio and video on the blockchain so you have a specific key that you're now pairing back to say, this is the actual raw like uh, sound or video I made with this cryptographic bit that you can pair back to to know it's the actual real deal because it's going to get really yeah, weird. Yeah, it's going <laughs> to get weird. Okay. But you remember, like, you know, in, in World War II, they would fly the planes over and drop propaganda pamphlets, you know, and mm. people read them. And at that point in time, you know, a lot of people wrote about was that the print media, people had a lot of, they didn't really realize that you could be misled and, and print something printed had a lot of credibility. And, and remember the first stages of the Internet, there were all these bogus news sites that people realized, oh, you can't believe everything you read online. Yeah. But here you sort of like drop a, uh, you know, a video in my feed and it looks like, uh, you know, I don't know, Obama talking about something he never said. And you're like, that's going to convince a lot of people that it's super scary to me to like explain, well, that wasn't blockchain authenticated and that's a fake. Well, it's like, well, how many people will believe it? I think most. I don't know. Right. To me, this is like this sort of alternate facts, alternate construction thing I think is going to be a, I actually think a defining aspect of the 20th. 21st century it's it's gonna be weird man because you're you know if you have a political opponent right you concede you know yeah. kind of whatever videos and now it's you know kind of this authenticated blockchain thing you're gonna be like hey that video didn't have like the blue verified check mark yeah so we don't 100 yeah. percent know that's yeah. you know the original obama video and it's it's gonna be stuff like that so this is kind of one of those arguments where you know, uh, when Zuckerberg kind of says, hey, we are the only people with enough resources to, to deal with things. So most of that is bullshit. Let's let's be, yeah. be fair. But on stuff like this, we're like, OK, people are going to distribute these videos. Social networks are going to exist. You know, some regulation might change something like but it's going to take a lot of money to combat what looks to be a hundred percent authenticated video and voice of someone. You're like, yeah, we got through a lot of humans at that to say that is not real. And that's and that's the thing is that and, and not to get too deep into a technical discussion, but one of the foundational technologies that is building these um, fake videos is what's called generalized adversarial networks, which you might have heard of. And the idea here, I can describe it with like a picture. The mm. idea here is that if I build a machine learning classifier to say this is a dog, this is a cat, this is a chair, then if I can classify something like that, I can build a generator of just pixels, just randomly making pictures. Mm-hmm. And I can just do this randomly enough, and then, then eventually I create a chair, and the, the computer says, ah, oh, it's a chair. Then I, read, I learn how I created that in the neural network, and that's how I can start making artificial pictures of chairs. And you can see with like artificial faces, you might have seen New York Times articles, I can create faces this way, completely mm-hmm. uh, synthetic <clears throat> faces. And the, but the problem with this is that the generation technology and the class and the ability to classify fakes are are really linked because by construction, it's trying to classify something you will not be able to tag as an artificial face. So I build a classifier that says tag artificial faces. And Mm. then I create you know, with my neural network, lots of faces. And the ones that get through are the ones I say is a synthetic face. So the 
it's like a really close leveling of the detection technology and the creation technology. And that's what scares me, like you said, with humans, because precisely the stuff that gets by the 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 checks is how we're building the algorithm to create it. And mm-hmm. so there's not a blockchain is a different thing, but just having the video asset, machine learning is not a great solution for this because it was created. Yes, I can build a better mousetrap, but in real time, I don't think I'm not that optimistic you can do that. I think you said like you said it's got to be some it's kind of scary though, huh? Like that that, oh. that when you understand how it's done, you're like, "Ooh, that's how it's done." So you're only putting <laughs> the stuff that beats the already the fraud detector, you know? Uh, Ooh, that's right? scary. You it's like um Oof. It's one of those like, okay, well, glad I don't have to deal with this problem right now. See you in whatever, two, five, ten years where it's for sure. Like we're going to experience it. Right. And then I, I, I we are. I, I don't know if this is something where, you know, you get have to have more regulation. Right. Because at some point you're like, this is my likeness. You're yep. not, you know, this defamation lawsuit. Like, I don't know how, you know, I, we're going to. And, have, and then somehow you prove it. And, yeah. and, and, and I, I, look, I, I'm with you. And it. This one is like I was never I've never gotten too scared of the Terminator style AI takes over the world and shoots us down. Like I think it's not 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 something can be ignored. Automated military stuff like that, not something can be ignored. But ultimately the gap between where our AI is today and that sort of thing is so big that as long as the robot vacuum still can't do this without the with the shoelaces crossed it up, I'm not too worried. But um <laughs> This stuff scares the shit out of me because this is allowing humanity to use its worst instincts against them. Create fake shit, convince a lot of people of fake shit, and rile people up to do bad stuff. Like mm-hmm. history can say, if you can do that, you can do some re- get some really bad outcomes. And this is a technological tool to do that. Kind of petrifies me, to be honest with you. I agree. It's not, it's not like a today problem, but I no. feel like it's going to be one of those things where I'm like, yeah, I, I I don't know if if this person said that or not. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, like, you, they you better we just have to have that that talk. You're like, mama, mama, that video. That's not really him. That, that's, that's not, not really him, mom. That's not real. That's like, not real. It looks How? like him. Uh, it sounds yeah, like yeah. him. He's like, yeah, fair point. <laughs> right? Yeah. You're like, it damn sure nah. does. No, I, I I don't know. So that that, that that's a that's a good one. So since you love with the uh, tech, I'll go with our, our our screw up of the week. I'm leading out here with Florida Representative Matt Gates. Who, uh-huh. as you might have heard, is got himself ensnared in a um, uh, seems to be a, a number of legal issues crossing state lines with a minor in order to um, have uh, to statutorily rape the minor uh, is one of them. Uh, close association with a, a known human trafficker is another. The FBI investigation was started under Bill Barr, it turns out, and was placed mm-hmm. under seal. So I'm going to go ahead and hazard a guess that Bill Barr is not going to start an investigation to a congressional Republican without a mountain of evidence. And recently, one of the investigators came out and said, we can't speak specifically to the case, but we want to assure you we do not reveal an investigation to a sitting member of Congress without a mountain of evidence at TLDR. So I think he's sort of circling the drain. He also seems to be involved in a lot of bad stuff. He's got like a kid that lives with him. That's his son. That might, there's a lot of stuff circling this guy. He is a screw up just in life, in my opinion, because he's just, I mean, misogynistic and all this stuff, but, and racist and everything like that. But, Further, it looks like his time is nigh 
in Congress. And it turns out there are people that have uh, issues with uh, uh, sexual conduct with minors in Congress. It just does not the QAnon style theory. So I don't know how you feel about it, but this is one of those. I read a New York Times article. It said, quote, or I think it was New York Times. It's always the ones you most suspect. And I was like, that sounds right. You know? <laughs> right. Um, so I must admit, this is one I have not educated myself a lot. I've seen the headlines all yeah. over the place, like Matt Gates, 17 year old. And yeah. uh, I guess I did read something about him going on uh, Tucker Carlson and kind of trying to rope Tucker. And it's like, oh, oh yeah. He's like, you, you had remember dinners? what I yeah. did? <laughs> and I hear after Tucker's like, what the F, man? Like, no, do not breathe. He's like, I'm down for some crazy stuff. I put things i can't believe on fox and he's like but i cannot roll with you on this you need to leave me out of here and if tucker needs to tap out on you yeah you done done some wild stuff no and two days later foxnews.com had a a full-length article on detailing the allegations and really painted a picture that he is not uh, someone to stand behind and i cannot think the two events are coincidental but ultimately what you have here is a substantial amount of evidence that he uh was compensating uh individuals uh for sexual uh uh, interactions and 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 these and and there's evidence to say that some of those individuals were minors uh, and now i don't want to speculate but i would say if you're interested get on reddit the um speculation as to this uh, Cuban son of his, who is the younger brother of his ex-girlfriend, um, who is 15 years younger than her. There's some speculation now of this person you think is a son and is actually the younger brother of an ex. Kind of weird. So I think there might be another shoe dropping here about this individual. Won't speculate further, but I don't think we've heard the last of this. I think it's going to end up being a, this guy's going to federal pit prison, and 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 that's how it's going to end. I think this is this is one of those ones that ends in prison. That is a wild. Your ex girlfriend's so younger yeah, this, brother, so and we're out, saying like, that's my son. Wink. When he came, he came out, this guy lives with him. This this uh, this this young man lives with him, and he came out when he was getting called a racist and stuff. He said, "How can I be a racist? I got this seventeen year old uh, uh, um, boy living with me that's of Cuban descent, mm-hmm. and I consider him a son." And they said, "Well, how do you know him?" He said, "Well, he's the younger brother, fifteen years younger than this woman I dated fifteen years ago," and so it's like, "Wait, what?" And so maybe he's just, uh, you know, kind of pseudo-adopted someone who was a younger brother of someone he used to date. I guess it's stranger things have happened, Jeremy. It's certainly possible. It is possible. It's possible. It's also, I think, possible that that individual is the ex-girlfriend's son, not not brother, and that's the speculation. Certainly not asserting it, but... Uh, also potentially possible stranger things have happened but it's a little <laughs> odd to me that this person who he like lives with is calls his son that is the younger brother of this ex-girlfriend it, it, at the very least i think there's something untoward happening there that would be my guess now whether whether it's uh whether it's his actual biological son or not he did say it's like a son to him or a son so I, I don't know it's worth if you want to sort of get a 30 minute um into a 30 minute rabbit hole which is devoid of a lot of evidence except for the facts we know which just don't make any sense as to why i i don't know about you how many of your girlfriends from 15 years ago's 15 younger brothers are you bringing into your house you're a 38 year old man yeah. he's a 38 year old man is that something you sort of line up and do every day 
I mean, no, that's a, we we have to be a super duper had married before long time. I, 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 this is literally a son, whatever's going on with the, the partner no longer with has to be a totally screwed up situation. Like there's gotta be a lot of steps to get to me. Like, yeah. So now he lives with me. Yeah. So there's, there's a story here. This guy, and then it comes out, it's like, well, he was known to, sh- to like have contests to sleep with women and show nude pictures of women in the Florida State House and stuff like this. And you're like, he was known to do, if someone at my work was doing this, we'd fire him. Like, I, I, the, the stuff you can get away with, it's like, oh, well, he was known to do that. It's like, that was a he was known to do it type thing. Like, <laughs> what? That, that, I, when I read these stories, it's always like, well, that was known. It's like, uh, 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 okay, like, uh-huh. Interesting. I didn't realize that was known. I don't know. I don't follow this man's, you know, the details here. I just thought he was a known idiot, not like a known <laughs> misogynistic, etc. But so he's our screw up of the week. My guess is based on this other part that he's going to reappear as a screw up of the week sometime in the future date, <laughs> yeah. which we sometimes see. We see. We see a pattern there. Right. So, we reserve the right to recall you as our screw up of the week. <laughs> that 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 that's right. And then you know, just to make sure we hit our segments before we hit our time limit, the European news of the week, Jeremy, is this yep. Alexei Navalny, which I think you've heard of. He's the main uh, critic of Putin, and yeah. he fled the country uh, because he had been poisoned uh, previously and arrived in Germany and was brought back to health. He was poisoned. It's come out by a KGB agent. Has come out and admitted he was part of the poisoning, and they did it via his underwear um, and put poison laced in his underwear. They tracked him for two years. He returned to Russia, and he's in a prison camp. And now he can't feel his hands or legs. Um, and there's no direct evidence he's being poisoned, but he's in a prison camp in Russia from a group that already tried to poison him, and now he can't feel his hands or legs. And the Russians are the Russian people are, are talking protest, but that's it's going on. It's Pretty scary stuff when you're talking about it. the main critic of the government. Now he's back in prison, and, and it, it, he just his lawyer said he cannot feel his hands or legs. So I don't know. It's one of those things that has global implications. But not sure if you've heard about it or any any, any sort of thoughts on it. If it's, it's striking that American consciousness much right now or not? Yeah. So I've seen some like uh, I think sixty minutes piece from the first thing when the underwear yeah. poisoning and all that. So I, I know of it. The more recent situation uh, at least has not made its way to me. You know, I, yeah. I think I'm decently read, but I don't keep up on all Russian political sure. situations. <laughs> so um, you know, maybe I'm just out of the loop on this. But I mean, is this that surprising? Surprising? We kind of—I would say not surprising, but a little more brazen than I would have thought. You know, it's like I—it's—I'd I, say an emboldened dictator is what I fear the most. I mean, there's dictators all over the world, but the ones that I feel like they're like children. If they get away with something, they do more. So they poison the guy. It came out the KGB did it. There's been no, there's really no consequences. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, well, well, okay, let's just repoison him. You know, there's no consequence the first time. Putin just seems more and more emboldened. This, the scary thing to me is what happens in five years when he's in, he's, you know, he can, now he's changed the constitution. So there's no term limits. I mean, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're not at the end game with Putin yet. And he seems to be doing things that are much bolder. I would say I'm not surprised, but it was, it's a brazen and bold. And that's concerning. 
Yeah, I, I think he's been in, emboldened quite a while ago. Yeah, it's fair. It's <laughs> right? so like, you know what? No term. I, I'm, I'm just going to be this until I die. Uh, screw this. Where what was he in between? Like for a little bit, he wasn't the prime yeah, minister. Yeah, I think he was like president, not prime minister, for a little yeah. bit. And he was kind of out of the mix and he's right. back in. And then they're just like, nah, actually prime minister. Keep this for forever. So to me, this just seems like par for the course. I, I really don't yeah. know what to do here because we kind of know how they operate unless you know the world's going to put and, more sanctions or something You're like yeah well, this is oh, there's sort of a reality here with europe is 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 europe's buildings in the winter cannot be heated without russian natural gas there's no alternative right now it's not like there's some alternative there's not uh, the reason that Ukraine situation in the Crimean elections, which was 97% for secession, and I will go ahead and say 97% of people don't vote for anything. 97% of people can't. It's not going to happen. That's one of those deals. Like, if you want to cheat, cheat. But if you say 97%, you're just making it obvious at this right. point. There's a reason no one did anything. It's because the Ukraine couldn't make it to the winner um, without the Russian natural gas. And and right now, the liquefaction processes and stuff like this, there's just not enough ability to deliver natural gas to landlocked places without Russian pipelines. So it's there's nothing we can do. There's yeah. no you, – you cannot – that's their chief export. That's how they make their money, and Europe would freeze without it. So when people ask why aren't people doing more, it's because they do not want their population to freeze. That is the answer. Um, the, the electricity – would not run through the heating would not run through it is not possible right now so i think yeah just like you said he's been emboldened for years once this uh, with this energy economics this geopolitical landscape out here he just has yeah there's nothing there's no real realistic sanctions so i, I think unfortunately if i was like that guy went back to be a hero i'm like you know what i would never do go back to someone that spent two years trying to poison me and kill me if you right? spend two years trying to kill me, I'm never going back to where you're at. I, like that's a general life rule for me. Yeah. You know what I mean, I'd be like, you know what, America's cool or whatever. France, whatever. UK, pick your country. Like, but yeah, you're not gonna see me in Russia though. No, like you, you, no. you won. You poisoned my draws. You won. You poisoned my draws. <laughs> that's it. You won. Yeah, that's it. I was gonna be someone prime minister, and you poisoned my draws. Nearly killed me. We're. I'm sorry. That's it. That's 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 every every person has a limit. It's got to be the drawers poisoning. It's got to be <laughs> the limit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, man. I'm like, if that, uh, if that doesn't make you tap out, I guess you're just true for the cause for forever, but I'm tapping out. I'm tapping out. I'm a 100% tapping out on that. And, and you, I don't know if you read about it, like the lengths he had to go, like he couldn't order food. He had to like cook. Like he, everything in his life in Russia was like he couldn't, just trust buy anything because the KGB was on top of him to lace the food or something like that. It's like, I'd be so out. I'd go live in Omaha, Nebraska and be in the witness protection program, bro. Like, I'd be out. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you know, I'm here. I'm living, whatever. I'm going to have some internet and go get me some uh, Chick-fil-A's and not care about this no more. That's it. Sandwich Wars. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a good place to stop, man. Bringing it back to Sandwich Wars. That's a theme of the thing. So, you know, um, we would like uh, to remind all uh, our listeners, hey, we're available on all major podcasting platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify. We're on YouTube. Uh, We appreciate the support. We're just getting started. So any comments, engagement we have, we appreciate it. If you're on YouTube, click subscribe. If you're on one of those uh, podcasting channels, click follow, click subscribe. We really appreciate all support. And uh, we'll we'll be back with you uh, next week. Sound good? I'm good. Let's do it, bro. All right. That was a good one.